It is officially the first weekend in November, and this is the Y'all Kickoff Show. So when you go to the big football game, you better bundle up or take a big blanket with you, or some rain gear in some cases. Hello, this is the show that we talk about all things college football for the next two hours. And I'm John Rawl of the Y'all Show, where this end of the week edition becomes the Y'all Kickoff Show. Two hours of Southern College Football guys. We talk about the SEC. We discuss all things ACC. We give the Big 12 a little love. We mention the group of five schools that are of import to the South. And we even discuss FCS action going on here on this 10th weekend of college football. We've got a doozy. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party weekend here in the 10th week of college football. And we'll go to Jacksonville and give you the preview of what's going on there. Thanks to ESPN's Brad Edwards. You've seen Brad Edwards on television. He's a Mississippian, and he is sort of the numbers guy for all of the pundits on ESPN, but he shows up on there on a regular basis. He's also from time to time on the SEC Network. Heck, he even fills in as the host of the Paul Feinbaum Show. And guess what? He's coming up in the next segment here on our Y'all Kickoff Show to get us through the 10th weekend from an SEC perspective. Brad Edwards headed your way here this first hour. Now, what would be just a little bit more savvy than Brad Edwards? I can't think of anything except for one thing. <laughs> if Brad Edwards is the guru of college football, well, who's the guru of college football prognostication? Well, that would be one General Gridiron. And General Gridiron's coming on at the end of this hour with his his unbelievable take his humorous take on the weekend including that world's largest outdoor cocktail party all that here in the first hour of the y'all kickoff show in the second hour of today's y'all kickoff show we'll break down the big 12 games going on we had at least one team get the party started thursday night in big 12 we'll remind you of who that was but we'll also discuss the games going on here with our friend matt hermans who's our big 12 barrister He's also our barbecue barrister, and he's got something food-related to pass along when we go to him at the start of the second hour. And then we'll segue from Big 12 Talk to ACC Talk, as Jonathan Leifite of CBS Sports Digital will be dropping by with his great report on the Week 10 lineup of the Atlantic Coast Conference, as some teams still trying to find their way to Charlotte for the ACC Championship game, and we'll try to make sense out of the wacky coastal division. All that ahead with the ACC report. And then as we we close out today's y'all show maybe the best game of the weekend it won't be in jacksonville it'll be in memphis tennessee because at liberty bowl stadium the memphis tigers have college game day in the bluff city and they're hosting the undefeated and top 20 ranked smu mustangs right there in midtown and we'll go find out what's going on in that conference matchup the aac we'll also look at cusa and also sunbelt fun and we'll discuss what's going on in fcs football and our college football lanyap and from dixie with love we'll close out our show now that is in the biz what we call one stocked and very highly educational and highly informative and highly entertaining show this the y'all kickoff show hey our website if you want to connect to us anytime is yall.com 
our number if you want to reach out and call us or text us. Hey, if you've got something to say about your team's game going on here this weekend, 803-816-1170 is the telephone number to text or call 24-7 about that. Of course, the Y'all Kickoff Show found on a couple of streaming apps, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and Apple Podcast. It's free of charge. All you have to do is search Y'all Show and you'll see it right there. Where again, the end of the week edition of the Y'all Show becomes the Y'all Kickoff Show. That's what you're listening to right now. Well, we'll start off here on the Y'all Kickoff Show Week 10 edition, looking at the top 25 matchups. We had a little jump start to the weekend for a few of our teams as Baylor hosted West Virginia and also the Sunbelt's Appalachian State Mountaineers. They had their old Southern Conference rival, the Georgia Southern Eagles, paying a visit to Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone. And those games held Thursday. Now, here on this weekend's game the saturday lineup top 25 action the wolverines will be at maryland stadium in college park maryland and they'll try to back up their great performance against notre dame last week with a big game on the road this is a abc game set for noon eastern 11 o'clock college park time that is if they are going to be able to mix in this football game with the world series celebration congratulations to the nearby washington nationals there just outside of college Park as they won the World Series this week. I, I really don't know the schedule for the Nats celebration, but a lot of Marylanders are Nats fans and they're going to be celebrating at some point if they haven't already finished celebrating. But number 14, Michigan goes into this place for a game. And look, I think this is a trap game. I think Maryland is likely to pull off the upset, in my humble opinion. Again, Maryland has been enigmatic here this year. Started out pretty strong. Now they're 3-5. and five, And the Terps have this Big Ten game against Michigan. Michigan, of course, shocked the world against Notre Dame. But I don't think Harbaugh's team's all that sporty. Six and two is the record thus far of the little weasels out of Ann Arbor. And again, this is set for noon on ABC. ACC rivals, NC State and Wake Forest tangle at BBT, BB&T Field in Winston-Salem. This is an ESPN telecast set for noon Eastern 11 Central. Wake ranked 23rd in the country. And NC State out of their Atlantic division come pay a visit to the Wrigley Field of College Football, and this is set again for noon Winston-Salem time. Another ACC sort of game going on this weekend. The Gobblers of Virginia Tech travel to South Bend to face the number 16 Notre Dame Fighting Irish, reeling from that victory, or rather from that butt-whooping last weekend at the Big House, and now the Irish with two losses already this season. Uh, They're ranked number 16. Brian Kelly, I'm a little surprised They're, they're still ranked as high as they are this game at Notre Dame Stadium of course on NBC set for a 2:30 Eastern 1:30 kick central time it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party and Brad Edwards in the next segment is going to come on Brad works for ESPN and it's Georgia Florida in this matchup from Tia Bankfield in Jacksonville it's the CBS mid-afternoon special 3:30 Jacksonville time kick between the number 8 dogs and the number 6 Florida Gators both of these teams with one loss on the season, the Gators already have played one game more than UGA to this point. UGA already had that open week. And so Dan Mullen's team with a victory can move on to 8-1 and one 
with only a handful of games left on the docket for this season. And, of course, one of those games left is against an ACC team. So Georgia at Florida, it's going to be a great one right on CBS mid-afternoon on this football Saturday. It's the Governor's Cup taking place in Lawrence, Kansas, as Kansas State ranked number 22, had the big win against OU last weekend. And they're facing a team in Lawrence that had a big win themselves last weekend as Rock Chalk, Les Miles, and Kansas KU got a big victory at the buzzer against Texas Tech. And the Jayhawks, with a 3-5 and five record, welcome in the number 22 K-State Wildcats to Memorial Stadium in Lawrence. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick on Fox Sports 1. The Clemson Tigers, well... I won't call it a breather, but they are playing FCS competition this weekend. The Walford Terriers out of the Southern Conference and nearby Spartanburg, South Carolina. They travel down to Clemson for a game at Memorial Stadium. This is an ACCN broadcast. Starts at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central between the Terriers and the Clemson Tigers. Walford has won their conference, the SOCON, for a couple of years in a row. But this year they have a couple of struggles on the on the docket. They lost their opening game at SC State. State. And now the Terriers, which only have one loss in FC in Southern Conference play, they're trying to do their best to to work their way back to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they run into a buzzsaw known as Clemson. Clemson ranked number four in the country. I do think with Wofford's enigmatic and slow offense that I think that they're going to not necessarily have Clemson pour on hundreds of points in this one. This game will probably be a blowout, but it won't be anything like what we've seen Clemson do to some other opponents here this season. Clemson number four, eight, no, again, four o'clock kick from ACC in on the from Memorial Stadium on the ACC in back 12 action from Husky Stadium in Seattle. Number nine, Utah impressive thus far they're going to be playing the huskies at u-dubs husky stadium this is a four o'clock eastern three o'clock kick on the fox network espn's going to have a game going on saturday evening from the plains of auburn as jordan hare has auburn ranked number 11 in the country and the mississippi land sharks mississippi had a weekend off last weekend and they're three and five matt luke's team some people are saying they could pull the upset here this weekend i would not guess that they could this is an espn broadcast again seven o'clock eastern six central time kick from the Jaden. and a reminder now that i'm talking about times and late game saturday hey everybody gets to fall back an hour on sunday morning and if you're going to be at this auburn mississippi game and you want to go roll tumor's corner after i we assume an auburn victory you get a whole nother hour to do it here this weekend as we set those clocks back now to the american we go and one of two battles going on in top 25 action in this conference this weekend at dowdy ficklin stadium in greenville north carolina mike houston's east carolina pirates three and five on the season they welcome in the number 17 cincinnati bearcats this is a cbs sn network game set for seven o'clock greenville north carolina time upset special i think coach houston's team has had a little bit of a rough start here in his first season after coming over from james madison and i think he's going to have his team coached up and this is a game that cincinnati just can't walk in and think that they're going to get another victory even if they are the number 17 team in the country watch out for this one on cbs sn it's one worth watching that other american game going on that's certainly worth watching this will be on abc congratulations to both of these programs smu ranked 
number 15 and undefeated at 8-0. They're going to be playing at Liberty Bowl Stadium against the number 24-ranked Memphis Tigers. The ESPN College Game Day crew will be on Bill Street this weekend. It is amazing that Memphis has College Game Day around the corner, and ABC is no fool. They they know that this is going to be a great game, and it's going to be kicking off at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Shelby County, Tennessee time, again, between the Ponies of SMU as their 15th and ranked higher than they've been since the early 80s taking on a Memphis Tiger team, which fell off the chart after they lost to Temple a couple weeks ago. And now Coach Norvell's team back in the top 25 and can move up way up in the pole if they get the home win against SMU here this weekend. A Pac-12 contest going on at the Coliseum. Oregon, number seven in the country. This is a Fox Network game. It's going to start off at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 o'clock South LA time as the Trojans of USC have Oregon coming in to the Coliseum. It should be a dandy. USC sports a 5-3 and three mark. But right now, if you look at the standings of the Pac-12 South, they're actually tied for the top because they were able to defeat Utah a few weeks ago. So USC still looking good right now, even with a 5-3 and three mark and not ranked in the top 25. Boise State let one slip out from them last week, and they try to rebound this week as they'll be traveling to CFFCU Stadium in San Jose. And they've got San Jose hosting Boise State in this game set for CBSSN. It's going to start at 10.30, 9.30 Central Time. Again, the Broncos ranked 21 in the country and now 6-1 and one on the season. Already have a win over Florida State to their credit. But last week, BYU kind of thumped them, and Boise State trying to get back on the right side of the ledger here this weekend with a trip to San Jose. And that is the lineup of your top 25 games going on here on this 10th weekend of college football. Should be some really, really good action on the gridiron. And don't forget, as we walk through today's Y'all Kickoff show, we've got SEC fun coming up next with Brad Edwards of ESPN. Later this hour, General Gridiron will be paying us a visit with his humorous take on the weekend. And then in hour two, our friend Matt Hermans will be driving by with the Big 12 report as we've got some good ones going on there in the Big 12. In ACC action this weekend, John Jonathan Leifite is set to come on midway through hour number two with the lineup of all the ACC games. And don't forget, at the end of hour two, as we close out this y'all show week 10, we're going to have college football lanyard where we not only look at AAC, CUSA, also Sunbelt games, we have some FCS games to tell you about. All that right here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. You don't want to miss it. Lock us in on the dial. We'll be right back. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do 
you have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Hey, Greg, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother's heart attack. Thanks. He's okay now, but it really got me thinking about my family. You know, could my wife still pay our mortgage if I had a heart problem? Or could my kids still go to college? That is really scary. You should call my life insurance agent at Health IQ. When I got life insurance for my family last year, they saved me 41% versus any other company I looked at. 41%? That's huge. Yep. Health IQ starts by shopping everyone with the top 30 life insurance carriers to make sure they can get the lowest retail rate. Then they apply their exclusive healthy lifestyle savings, which can save you up to 41%. I literally got a million dollars in coverage for my family for just $36 a month. Just $36 a month? Yep. You should check it out at healthiq.com slash easy. To save that much money, I'm going to call them right now. What's that link again? Healthiq.com slash easy? Yep. HealthIQ.com slash easy. from old Florida. They're in the top 10, and this weekend, they're nemesis from the SEC. And for Georgia fans, your nemesis. They get together once again in Jacksonville for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We're going to break that that one down in just a second, so hang on. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show. I'm John Rawl, and this is where for two hours each weekend, we get you ready for Saturday's big games throughout college football, all with a little bit more emphasis on the South. And that's what we do here. And certainly, if you're going to talk the South, you're going to discuss SEC football and right now as we start off this sec spotlight of the weekend we're going to be joined by a great mississippian brad edwards is a college football insider for espn you'll see him from time to time on the mothership he's also appearing from time to time on the sec network and he does a fantastic job covering sports covering college football specifically and he's kind enough now to join us here as we get ready for week 10 of the SEC. And we're going to have Brad, if you don't mind, we're going to have him talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's the biggest game on the schedule here this weekend and arguably the biggest game. It really is the biggest game in college football. Let's not sugarcoat anything. It's a top 10 matchup. It's two teams that really don't like each other. It's just beautiful there when they split that stadium right down the middle, half red and half orange and a little blue too. And it's a great thing. It's a great college football tradition. And Brad Edwards is now talking 
SEC football with us here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. And and as we walk through the schedule, well, we're going to start off with maybe maybe not one of the m- most exciting games of the weekend. And UTSA at Texas A&M, this is an SEC Network game set for 12 noon, 11 Kyle Phil time. Anything you want to say about the Aggies? Uh, just that they they got to be feeling a lot better about where they are right now. You know, they, they, they had high hopes coming into the season, have not yet pulled a big upset, but they have accomplished something the last two weeks that they had not done since Johnny Manziel left, which was to sweep the Mississippi school. So beating Ole Miss and Mississippi State the past two weeks, uh, you, you got to take baby steps, you know, on your way up. And, and, and at least sweeping the Mississippi schools was a step toward, you know, becoming a, a regular top 20 kind of team. Yeah, well, Texas A&M, of course, just like the Gamecocks, had one of the most difficult schedules in all the land. A little bit unrealistic to expect maybe a 10-11 win season this year in Aggie land, but right now this is a winnable game this weekend against the Roadrunners of San Antonio. The Arkansas Razorbacks will be at home this weekend. This might be a little bit closer game than some might expect as the Bullies from Starkville roll in to Razorback Stadium. This is a game also on the SEC Network set for a 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Ozarks time kick between the dogs yeah. and the hogs. Your thought on this one? If, if you're Arkansas and you're desperately seeking that first SEC win in, in quite a while, I, mean, I guess 2017 was the last time they won a conference game, it's either going to be here or uh, all of a sudden Missouri, who they play at the very end of the season, not looking very good either after after laying a couple of big eggs the last two weeks. So um, this is this is one of those that you've circled. If you're Arkansas, as as you know, one of the few opportunities you have to win a conference game, and so it is a huge one for them. I don't know whether they'll get it, um, but but this is one where I think they're going to be all in because if if they don't they don't get an SEC game this year, it's going to be a long off season. Yeah, this would make two seasons in a row. Chad Morris will be an offer in SEC play, and I don't know when that's been done if it's ever been done offer in two consecutive years. I tell you what, I, I have a hard time believing anyone other than Vanderbilt has done that in the SEC in a long time. And I'm not even sure how recently Vandy's done it. Yeah, let's let's give Vanderbilt credit. They may never have done Arkansas it. Arkansas is hoping that we won't have to do that research. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anybody's going to do it, it's Brad Edwards of ESPN <laughs> that's going to be able to pull that one out. On the Plains, the number 11 Auburn Tigers, after a close battle against the LSU Tigers last week, they've got Mississippi rolling in for a game at Jordan Hare Stadium. This is a 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock kick on ESPN. What do we expect in this one? Well, Auburn obviously coming off a disappointing loss, but um, I would expect that they would get the win here. I don't know if they'll be a little bit sluggish uh, after after last week's game, um, but Ole Miss, I just I don't I don't think they have what it takes uh, to be able to to beat an Auburn team, especially on the road. Now, look, I mean Auburn's Auburn's defense uh, is is obviously really good and uh, could challenge an Ole Miss offense that's kind of come to life over the last month or so, but. Um, on, on the defensive side, look, if you got a good defense, you can hold Auburn's offense down this year. But Ole Miss probably isn't good enough defensively to be able to do that. So I, I, I think Auburn wins this game without having to sweat it too much in the fourth quarter. And the Plainsmen enjoy every one of their last games in the friendly confines of Jordan-Hare Stadium. How weird is that, that here they've got four consecutive home games? Yeah, and look, this is if you're if you're Ole Miss and you want to you know find a silver lining here, a reason for hope, it's that with this game kind of sandwiched in between LSU and Georgia, 
you know, this is this is the opportunity. If you you know, if you want to catch uh, Auburn looking ahead, this you know, it's it's a great spot on the schedule. So uh, I, I th- that's what they have to hope for is is that Auburn is just you know has its mind elsewhere and isn't really taking Ole Miss all that seriously. But um, given given they're coming off a loss, that's that's probably a little little bit too hopeful. Auburn with the Land Sharks in this weekend, and they've got Georgia, as you mentioned. Also, Alabama is headed to East Alabama for a game, and the Sanford Bulldogs are also on the schedule before it wraps up for the Auburn Tigers this year. The Tennessee Vols may be the hottest team in the SEC. They've got UAB coming into Neyland for a game set for 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock on ESPNU, and you got to give Jeremy Pruitt credit. He's turned a disaster into some hope there along the banks of the Tennessee yeah, he certainly has. And, uh, you know, the way they started the season, um, I, I was really worried about this getting away from him and, and the team quitting on him. Um, but I, I think it was, uh, it was pretty obvious against Georgia and Alabama that they hadn't quit. They were playing really hard. They just weren't good enough to beat those teams. But, uh, last week, you know, that was a, that was a big step for them. Uh, not just winning the game, but winning it as emphatically as they did. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, South Carolina might not be a great team, but they beat Georgia. So I think it's a, um, uh, you know, really positive step for Tennessee. And of course, the key for them is going to be closing. There was a, there was a time last season, you know, Pruitt's first year where they looked pretty good. Remember they pulled that upset at Auburn and all of a sudden people are like, Oh, this is going to be a, you know, uh, a big year for Tennessee. And then they had a couple of bad losses in November. So it's really important uh, that they close this season a lot better than they did a year ago and just, you know, kind of build some momentum that they can take into recruiting and then, uh, you know, into the off season because uh, they're obviously trying to build this for the long term. And keep in mind the Blazers, you're defending CUSA champs in a program that was shut down a couple of years ago. They've emerged just like a blazer out of the hot fire. And this is not going to be an easy task for Tennessee to get a win on this football Saturday. The Gamecocks will be hosting the Vanderbilt Commodores at williams Bryce Stadium, an SEC network kick at 730 Columbia time. What do you make of this one as Will Muschamp really, really let one get away last week? Yeah, well, you know, about two weeks ago, I would have said this should be a pretty easy win for South Carolina. And then, you know, Vanderbilt goes out and, you know, pulls that upset over Missouri. And, you know, South Carolina uh, obviously didn't look very good last week. So um, I'm not sure exactly um, what to expect here. I mean, I still, it would be it would be a big upset for Vandy to go in there and, and come away with a win. Um, but I, I don't think it's as ridiculous of, of a prediction for those who want to make it as it might have seemed a couple of weeks ago. So, I, yeah, I do think South Carolina wins. But, um, you know, Derek Mason uh, digging his heels in there. And he's, uh, you know, he, he, a lot of people were saying he's he's close to being shown the door. And uh, he said not so fast uh, a couple hey. weeks ago. And we'll see if he can uh, make another statement this weekend. Where'd you get that line from? Not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. I heard somebody say that on TV once. Yes, of course. We're talking with College Game Day analyst on ESPN Radio, Brad Edwards, also with ESPN College Football, an insider there on ESPN. You can see him on the SEC Network occasionally, and we've got him right now on the Y'all Show. Hopefully, this is not too difficult for you to talk a little Y'all and Southern football with us. Oh, this is fun. You okay. know, my, my people. Yeah, your people. You know what's funny is it? I mean, I've lived, like I said, I've lived in Connecticut for almost twenty-four years now, and still, when people say, "Where are you from?" I kind of pause and I say, "You mean where I live now, or where I grew up?" Because even after all these years, um, I, I still consider Mississippi my home. 
And it's, it's, it's strange because I mean, I've got a, I've got a kid who's a senior in high school. And so, I mean, I've spent a good bit of time, you know, as a, as, as a homeowner in Connecticut. And yet I still don't think of Connecticut as my home. It's, it's Mississippi. And I guess it always will be. Well, we want to see some of your writing. In fact, a little birdie told me, didn't you grow up in the same neighborhood as Eudora Welty? Um, it wasn't too far away. Okay. No, I mean, it was, I wouldn't call it the same neighborhood. It was probably five miles or so. Away. Ah, okay. I'm so, sorry. But by some, by some standards, that would, by, it would be the same. By Connecticut same standards, that would by be. By Connecticut standards, yeah, it might as well be next door. All right. Well, we want to see your penmanship at some point. So whenever you want to start <laughs> cranking out those novels, we're ready because I think it's something in the water of everybody in the Magnolia I, state. I don't think I'll have many people buying mine. But, oh, uh, come on, Brad. You've got a, quite a story to tell. Hey, you might be writing something about this weekend's outdoor cocktail party, Georgia, Florida. It's a top 10 matchup there in Jacksonville. And as we say in the biz, since this is on a competitor, it's on another network starting at 3.30, 2.30 Central. Yeah, first of all, the, the nickname, and of course, um, a, a lot of people don't want uh fans to use that nickname anymore the world's largest outdoor cocktail party but I, i've i've always wondered why why was the uh the word outdoor used on that like was there ever an indoor cocktail party that was bigger than you know about 80 something thousand people i can't imagine there ever was um so i'm not I'm not quite sure why that condition had to be placed on it. But anyway, it's, it's, it's always been a, you know, a great game and that tradition of, of having it there in Jacksonville. And, uh, man, this is one of the more interesting games in the series that, that we've had in a while. You know, even though th- there's been a, a pretty significant percentage of these games where the winner has gone on to win the SEC East, there haven't been too many where, you know, whoever won was not only um, a a legitimate threat to win the SEC, but also to contend for the national title because Florida and Georgia are both, even with one loss, still in this, where if they can you know, get to the SEC championship game, neither one of them would be a, a huge underdog against an LSU or an Alabama. And uh, if you win the SEC, you're going to get in the playoffs. So two really good teams here. You know, Georgia, the last couple of games – just something, and I realized that the the most recent game was played in a, in a heavy downpour and not ideal conditions for for offense. Uh, but the last two weeks, they have just looked like like something's missing. They looked out of sync, especially in the passing game. Really, all season, uh, Jake Fromm and his young group of receivers have have not really developed a, a chemistry that you can that you can see on the field. The, the downfield passing game hasn't been there. And because of that, their offense has not been nearly as good as everybody thought it would be coming in because they've got one of the best offensive lines in the country, um, very talented quarterback, very talented running backs, and yet something's missing. And at the same time, Florida has shown a lot. And, uh, you know, it's easy to look at Georgia and say, okay, you know what? They lost a game to South Carolina, but they did the same thing last year. They lost a game in October at LSU and then they bounced back, you know, won several in a row and then almost won the SEC title and got in the playoff. And certainly they could do that again. But what feels different here, it's not so much that anything's different with Georgia as much as it is that, that their competition is better this year. You know, they're, they're about to play a Florida team. It's a lot better than the Florida team they had to go through last year. They're going to play an Auburn team that's better than the Auburn team they had to go through last year. And so uh, this is an opportunity for the Gators because they are a better team. 
Um, I like not only the way they're playing defense. I think they're playing defense well enough to to slow down a Georgia offense that, like I said, is not playing at a very high level right now. But offensively, uh, even with the change at quarterback due to injury, uh, Kyle Trask has looked really good. He's got talented guys to throw the ball to, and uh, Dan Mellon's just done a great job with that offense. As a lot of people figured he would, I just wasn't sure he'd be able to do it this year with some questions in the offensive line. But um, I, I'm I'm leaning Florida in this game because they've just they've just looked better over the last few weeks than Georgia has. And uh, you know, with both teams both teams having a week off last week, you never know they could come out looking very different after they had a chance to kind of regroup, heal up, all that stuff. But um, I'm I'm kind of thinking Florida wins this game just based on what these teams have looked like over the last three or four games. There he said it, and if you're in Mississippi, head on over to Biloxi or go to Tunica <laughs> because you got legalized sports gambling in the great state of Mississippi. And Brad Edwards, there you have it. He said Florida. He's leaning Florida. I couldn't possibly be wrong, right? No. No. <laughs> I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. And we're now introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So for a limited time only, you can own the now with free shipping on all business cards in any quantity at vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 and now for a limited time receive a free purple product with your order when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Go 
ghosts and goblins, trick-or-treaters of all types. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this scary college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? Y'all might have done all your trick-or-treating Thursday night, but the scary aftershocks continue throughout this weekend meaning plenty of football teams will be putting on their best costume. <laughs> the only question is, will it be enough to frighten the opponent? <laughs> so grab your helmet and jack-o'-lantern too, and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. NC State at Wake Forest. Dave Doran's team is either good, or they're putting on Halloween costumes throughout this season, or they're suffering from a severe bout of schizophrenia. The rabid canines travel down to Backy Road for this ACC Atlantic rivalry at the Wrigley Field of College Football, and at 4-3, and three, their season can go in either direction. On the other sideline, the high-octane preacher men are in the top 25, have one conference setback, and more importantly, control their own destiny to win the division, which means beat the last five opponents, which includes those number four Tigers, and they're playing in Charlotte in early December. Not going out on a limb and making that bold prediction, but the general believes a home win will happen this football Saturday for the general's victor, Wake Forest. Oregon at USC. The duck is a quacking. Only Pac-12 unbeaten. Broke a losing streak to Wazoo last Saturday night. And quack, quack, Oregon's number seven in the latest AP poll. Hey, C.J. Verdell's pretty dang good at pounding the rock. And when needed, freshman Camden Lewis's leg can be used to boot game winners. UO waddles on down to the Tinseltown Coliseum for a Fox Saturday night special. The men of Troy have their pulse back and sit atop the Pac-12 South Ledger. Oh, great comeback win on the road at Ralphie U last week. Coach Helton will be revving up, Traveler, to roll right over those cute little duckies. Freshman Keaton Slovis will get ahead of the game with his crackerjack arm, and these Hollywood boys will be A-listers. The Generals' victor, USC. Army at Air Force. The Air Force Academy has won the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy 20 times, more than either Army or Navy. Not bad for an institution that didn't start playing football until 1955. Troy Calhoun's high-flying Bluebirds have already punched their bowl berth ticket and have Mountain West title hopes still alive. (laughs) Oh, but on the banks of the Hudson, the cadets have been singing the blues. Last year's incredible 11-win season seems like a distant memory. The breaks in 2019 just haven't gone the way of USMA, and they march to Colorado Springs with a dismal 3-5 mark. In this one, the Army Mule's kick will be half-cocked, and the bird will have time aplenty to duck and dodge. The General's victor, Air Force. Mississippi at Auburn. The Plains of Auburn are a beautiful, majestic place. And on a regular basis in the fall, the village gets a little messy at the corner of Magnolia and College. You see, that's where you'll find Toomer's Corner. And the toilet paper there had to be put on ice after a near win in Death Valley last week. But terrific news, Tiger fans. You got four games left on the 2019 schedule, and all are at Jordan-Hare. Those embattled landfish from Mississippi shimmy on to Lee County to try and pull off this big upset. An open weekend offered Matt Luke a chance to sift through his QB film and decide which freshman signal caller will get the bulk of the snaps against the number 11 Jungle Beast. It won't matter, cause AU will cast a spooky shadow on top of the Sea Dogs. This one won't even be close. The General's victor, Auburn. Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. 
Ian Book and the Golden Domers had the book handed on them last Saturday in Ann Arbor. But after going to Sunday confessional, the Irish have redemption and now revenge on their mind. Them gobblers and undefeated starting QB Hendon Hooker have the not-so-desirable task of playing at Notre Dame Stadium and to a worldwide NBC audience. Hokie Bird and the Little Leprechaun tangle for just the third time in history, and the two prior meetings have been within the last four years. Nothing historic going on with this Saturday afternoon contest. The Michiana Grinders will exorcise the Southwest Virginians. The General's victor, Notre Dame. Still to come on this Halloween weekend, week 10 edition of our college football forecast. The Furman Paladins and the Chattanooga Mocs are leading the 1AA SOCON, and these two collide in Lookout Mountain Shadow. And on the other end of Tennessee, the Memphis Tigers and undefeated SMU host College Game Day in a top 25 thriller. Who wins? I'll tell you after I run back to the back and grab my stash of treats. Hang on, General Gridiron will be right back. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. And we're now introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So for a limited time only, you can own the now with free shipping on all business cards in any quantity at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. Don't be scared. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over America. In Moulton, Alabama, on WALW FM 97.9, serving Moulton and Lawrence County. And Fox Sports, Arkansas, KZYP FM 104.1 and 1310 AM in Malvern, Arkansas. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Miami at Florida State. (laughs) What do four wide rights and two wide lefts equal? A fantastic Sunshine State series that's helped determine several national championships throughout the 63 meetings of these ACC cross-divisional foes. Doke's going to be rocking as the players, coaches, mascots, and certainly the fans of these two as they really don't like each other. Well, well, there is one exception. Kane's chief executive, Manny Diaz, is a member of Florida State University's class of 1995. You think he's going to take it easy on the old alma mater? The fighting Willie Tackers will actually fight on this day, and the Knowles will be the only team to exit the field with a winning record. The Generals' victor, Florida State. Furman at Chattanooga. Southern Conference supremacies on the line when the Purple Gladiators travel down to Lookout City's Finley Stadium. Both FCS teams sit atop the SOCON with only one loss on the conference ledger. FU has already taken Virginia Tech and Georgia State to the wire this season, and Clay Hendricks's Greenville, South Carolina Battalion of Baptists need to keep the hits a-coming if they expect to punch another FCS playoffs ticket. The Mocs will be ready to thwart the Purple Rain, and Nuga will escape with a hard-fought home W in the Moon Pie capital of the world. The General's victor, Chattanooga. Utah at Washington. Seattle hosts this Pac-12 contest between UW and Utah, a number nine Utah Utes. Wow. Coach Kyle Whittingham continues to work wonders in Sprite country. 
the Salt Lake Indians are on a four-game win streak. And if the feathers align, heck, they could be in New Year's Six contention and possibly CFP bound. UU has one heck of a defense. And against number 10, Dogs QB Jacob Eason, who's been a little topsy-turvy along the way, the Rhodes Scholars will outsmart the Starbucks Sippers and take a needed win back to Desiree. The Generals' victor, Utah. SMU at Memphis. ESPN College Game Day is headed to the University of Memphis for the first time. Congrats, Tiger High, for enduring years of lackluster football. Having Lee Corso Donna mascot's head on your home turf is pretty amazing free publicity for the university, the football program, and even the embattled city of Memphis. But let's be honest, Corso, Herb Street, Reese, and all the crew, they wouldn't even be close to sniffing rendezvous ribs this weekend if not for the incredible accomplishments of SMU. The Ponies are undefeated at 8-0 and sit at 15 in the latest poll. If the Liberty Bowl fills up, this will be a tough ask for Coach Dyke's boys. But a nighttime kick, plus it's on ABC, equals advantage Shane Buchel. The Generals' victor, SMU in a close one. Georgia versus Florida. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party and a post-Halloween carnival all within 48 hours. Not sure Jacksonville and Duval County are going to be able to survive this one. UGA and UF both got breathers last weekend, so this top 10 game is going to be extra heavy on excitement. Playing at Tia Bankfield in a 50-50 split of fandom is very cool, and this SEC tradition just got renewed for a few more years. So, the late October parties are going to continue. You know, somebody's going to be partying hard into Sunday this year and taking that Okafenoki ore with them back to Gainesville. The Generals' victor, the Florida Gators. <laughs> We've already looked at the Sugarfield Weekend's biggest battles across the land. But don't take your costume off. There's more around the corner. We'll be back in just a jiffy to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks, trick-or-treat style. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this wicked weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to get your pumpkins ready and storm the neighborhood with our rapid-fire football forecast, Halloween Candy Style. Clemson beats the bit of honey out of Walford. Kansas State kick cats Kansas. Mississippi State Jolly Ranchers Arkansas. Louisiana Lafayette Three Musketeers Texas State. Tulane Nestle Crunches Tulsa. UT Martin Snickers Jacksonville State. Boston College turns Syracuse into Reese's Pieces. BYU M&M's Utah State. Cincinnati Rice Krispie Treats East Carolina. Indiana Milky Ways Northwestern. Tennessee Tootsie Pops UAB. South Carolina Starburst Vanderbilt Oregon State Jelly Bellies Arizona 
UCF Twizzlers Houston, Oklahoma State Godavas TCU, Pittsburgh Gobstoppers Georgia Tech, Texas A&M Laffy Taffy's UTSA, McNeese State Hershey Kisses Northwestern State, North Carolina Goo Goo Clusters Virginia, and Boise State Butterfingers San Jose State. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this Week 10 edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes podcast. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your Halloween weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. Thank you, General Gridiron, your field marshal of football foretelling. Well, that wraps up our first hour of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show with your host, John Rawl. When we come back after the break, and you sit right there in that lazy boy and enjoy about a minute and a half break here because we're going to be right back. You won't even know we've gone anywhere. When we come back in the second hour, we'll start it off with a little Big 12 focus as our barbecue and Big 12 barrister, Matt Hermans is going to come on and help us get ready for this weekend's Big 12 action. And then as we continue on in the second hour, our friend Jonathan Leifite of CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network, he's dropping by to talk all things ACC. We've got a great battle between Wake Forest and NC State taking place at BB&T Field, and Leifite's going to tell us about that one and all the other fun games of the Atlantic Coast Conference right there on our ACC report coming up in the second hour. And we close it all out on this second hour and the 10th weekend of college football with our college football lanyard. We'll look at AAC, CUSA, Sunbelt, and FCS games of note here on this weekend's lineup. All that in the second hour of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Kickoff show, hour number two, as we get ready for the 10th weekend of college football. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here. We're going to talk about the Big 12. We're going to discuss ACC matchups here this weekend. Jonathan Leifite set to join us in the next segment. And as the hour winds down, we'll have our college football land yet. What's going on in the group of five as we have AAC action. Hey, college football game day will be at an AAC stadium today. We've got the Memphis Tigers hosting the SMU Mustangs, and that'll be where Lee Corso and Herb Street and all the other fellas and gals of college football's game day are going to be. And we'll discuss that one as we get to the end of the hour, and then we'll look at some of the FCS matchups here for this weekend. But we start this hour with Big 12 and barbecue on our mind. We've got the barrister of both joining us right now, Matt Hermans. 
Matt, it's week 10, and we just had Halloween. It's kind of pumpkin time, and as we get ready for our Big 12 talk, we got to first prime it with a little barbecue talk. And hey, have you ever heard of something called pumpkin spiced pulled pork sauce? Whoa. Uh, no, no. That's <laughs> one of the only things, uh, pumpkin spice flavored I have not heard of yet. Is this, is this a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Of course, Starbucks has their pumpkin spice out there for coffee or latte or whatever. I don't drink that kind of crazy stuff, but yes, pumpkin spice pulled pork. Wow. I'm trying, I'm thinking, I think it's probably clove, cinnamon, uh, nutmeg, kind of your typical pumpkin spice. I'm wondering, I'm trying to figure it out in my head, and I'm, I'm not I'm not figuring out how it's going to work. Um, unless it's a sauce, I guess if there's it, a It's a sauce. Pie. Yeah. It, oh, okay. Imagine that. Plus, they have a pumpkin spice dry rub also out there. Who, you know, who, people who has this. This is interesting. Well, there, there's multiple places. You'll just have to do the research. Okay. My, my whole point okay. is to find out if you've had pumpkin spice, oh, either wow. the rub or the sauce yet. No, but I am I am in I am intrigued. I will admit it. I'm intrigued about this and, and I must I must give it a try now. So I will uh, I will jump on it, try to track some of this down. That is very interesting. You can track it down, but also some recipes are out there. Pumpkin spice rub includes brown sugar, kosher salt, pumpkin pie spice, black pepper, onion powder, garlic powder, and a little bit more there. That's just the rub. And then there's also the sauce for you available. But it's fall Halloween's just happened, and why not mix the two with a little pumpkin spice? Yeah, I like that idea. I've actually put cinnamon in in some of my barbecue rubs in the past, so you know what? I I think that could work. I think that could work. Well, Barbecue Barrister, we're going to have you now switch over from your delicious report on barbecue to Big 12 football, and let's look right now at the standings of the Big 12 Conference, and there's only one team, at least entering the weekend, that was undefeated, and that was the Baylor Bears at 4-0. and Then you got OU, had that big loss at K-State last weekend. They're 4-1, and but they're ranked in the top 10 to their credit. Then Iowa State, which also suffered kind of a head-scratching loss. They're 3-2, and followed by Texas. They're 3-2 and in conference play as well. And then you've got the rest of the pack kind of struggling with either two wins or one wins. But when you look at the standings, Mr. Big 12 Barrister, your thoughts on what's going on in the conference? Well, I would say uh, the clear surprise is uh, Baylor, obviously. Um, unless, unless you're one of the, unless you're one of the sports writers that, that had them going uh, undefeated, uh, you know, two thirds the way through the season. I think there were a couple of folks that did have that. I was not one of those folks. But, did they predict uh, that before the season? Yeah, I heard a couple people that were that were saying they'd go eight and zero or nine and zero before their first loss, and I'm assuming the the first loss was either Texas or Oklahoma. They're predicting, but uh, Baylor's undefeated, um, and you know, I think if most people are honest, I think uh, Matt Rule will tell you he's probably not surprised. But uh, you know, hook him up to a polygraph test, he may tell you he's surprised. <laughs> well, they, they've had some. Uh, some close battles, but all the credit in the world to Baylor. Um, they have found ways to win games, and that's all that really matters, you know. Um, and they've done it so far. So, yeah, that's a surprise. Oklahoma with a loss, that, that may be a surprise. Uh, uh, the way they lost and, and who they lost to, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Baylor's a surprise um, in the Big 12 Conference right now, sitting at the top. 
Yeah, and if you're looking at Baylor's schedule, of course, they had the Thursday night lights game here this week with WVU. Going forward, they'll be on the road at TCU, and then they'll have those home games against OU and TUT with both of those at McLean Stadium here toward the end of November. And then they wrap up at Les Miles' Kansas Jayhawks at the end of November. Don't want to discount that one after Texas Tech fell there this past weekend, which, by the way, you and I were actually together and saw the ending of that one. And, of course, Kansas had a last-second field goal block that ended up being picked up and then fumbled. And, they, I mean, was 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 the Lord either on Kansas' side in that one, or was he against Texas Tech in that one? I'll tell you what, it seemed like uh, it seemed like the good Lord is a fan of Les Miles, and uh, I can't blame him. I, really? Yeah, I can't. You know, it just seems that way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm a fan of Les Miles too, so I can't blame anybody. But yeah, what a wild ending! That's just one of those. You know, that game was just meant to be won by the Kansas Jayhawks type plays. You know, you block a punt and that's it. Or at least you're going to overtime and then fumble it. Then you get another shot. And of course, you make it that time. So, uh, pretty, pretty wild play. We've had some wild plays in the Big 12 this year. Um, we've kind of talked about a few of them. That's, that's one of the weirdest ones right there. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, Kansas holds serve at home, uh, wins a conference football game and, um, the, the interesting and entertaining season for the Jayhawks continue under Les Miles. And can they get to a six win and go to a bowl? Well, they've got their in-state foe, the Wildcats, coming in this weekend. Then they'll be at Stillwater, at Iowa State, and then home against Baylor to wrap up the Big 12 schedule. So still some work to be done for Les Miles if he wants to go bowling in his first year, which I don't think anybody predicted they'd even be close to going to a bowl. So already kind of a success there, what's going on in Lawrence. As far as what's going on here in Big 12 action this week, as we mentioned, the early game, the Thursday night lights matchup with Baylor hosting West Virginia. And then here on this football Saturday, you have that matchup between K-State and KU as the Wildcats enter top 25 in the land. They're number 22. This will be a mid-afternoon game on Fox Sports 1 from Memorial Stadium in Lawrence. And what do you think about this one, Big 12 Barrister? Yeah, this is an underrated um, rivalry. I mean, of course, it's an in-state rivalry. People would assume it it, it has uh, some weight there. But these two schools, they really, really don't like each other. Um, it's it's kind of a big brother, little brother type deal uh, where Kansas is kind of the flagship and K-State's out. And, you know, Kansas is in Lawrence, lush, rolling green Lawrence. And then uh, Manhattan is, is kind of out in the middle of Kansas and uh, the Plains. So, you know, there's there's a, there's a little bit of that going on. But K-State, of course, typically with the premier football program there in the state, Kansas with the basketball program. There's no love lost there at all. K-State, of course, with a heck of a, a win on their uh, resume at this point in time over Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, playing good football. And, um, you know, I, you got you to gotta take Kansas State in this matchup. Uh, although, you know, as we've seen so far, Les Miles, wild card. Uh, for sure. This robbery game, Kansas State will want to assert their dominance in the state of Kansas and riding high again after uh, defeating the top five uh, program 
And so I'll take Kansas State to win that game, but it will be closer than I think you would imagine based on the resume just because of the rivalry situation. And this will be the 117th time these two get together in what's called the Sunflower Showdown. And do you know who leads in this series, Mr. Hearmans? I, I bet I do. So I would say over the last 30 years, it would be Kansas State, but all time, I'm sure it's Kansas. You are correct, as the Rock Chalk Jayhawks have a 64-47-5 and five ties lead in the Sunflower Showdown, where the winner of this walks away with the Governor's Cup. And with that in mind, who do you anticipate walking away with that Governor's Cup here this weekend? Put me down for the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, they're starting to show Starting to show some of that North Dakota State style, uh, type moxie there, playing hard-nosed football and, uh, you know, again, coming off a great win uh, against Oklahoma. They're, they're feeling good. I think they'll beat Kansas, but it'll be a close game. It'll be an entertaining game. And if you don't mind, Barrister, last week I had a little slip up here. I'm sure I'm not the first, but with that big win over Oklahoma, we better all learn how to pronounce the head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats. It ain't climbing it's cleaning cleaning oh okay yeah i was i was calling him climbing myself but uh they're climbing the echelon of the uh the big 12 uh, hierarchy how about that yeah cleaning yes the head coach in his first year coming down from north dakota state thus your reference to the bison is chris cleaning and at five and two, his Wildcats marching toward bowl eligibility in his first season, his rookie year in Manhattan, and a chance, as you said, to walk away with the Governor's Cup this weekend. But yes, it's Chris Kleeman there. I'm tempted to say it again. Hey, you won't be offended if I say this word lightweight, will you? <laughs> no, why, why, no, I won't. Why is that? Because we got a lightweight weekend in Big Twelve action yeah. this weekend. We've only got two games going on this Saturday. You got K State and KU, and then the only other Big Twelve action going on. I guess everybody's enjoying one of those two off weeks that you get this year in college football. You got TCU heading into Boone Pickens Stadium for a matchup with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. This is a mid-afternoon game on ESPN. What's going on with this one? Yeah, well, you got a couple teams there. Yeah, um, I won't say either one of them are lightweights, but uh, you got a couple teams who I think expected more out of their their season. I, uh, I don't think Oklahoma State expected to be sitting where they are uh, towards the bottom of the conference standings. And TCU has had, um, aside from their win against Texas, they've had a very disappointing season as well. So you got a couple, you got a couple teams here who, you know, should make bowl games. Um, we're not saying they're going to miss bowl games, but Oklahoma state expected at the beginning of the season. I think a lot of people did at least to be somewhere around the hunt for, for the top of the conference. And that's just not the case. Uh, TCU, was a bigger question mark, but uh, they they certainly did not expect to be where they are now either, uh, with the number of losses and where they are in the conference standing. So, you've got a couple teams there that are that are kind of wouldn't say panic mode because you you already got three losses and you're not going to win the league. But uh, you got a couple teams who who don't want to lose again. You don't want to be 500. You want to uh, you want to move forward. Maybe get a better bowl game than uh, sneaking in with six wins. So, uh, a couple of proud programs. A couple of um, you know, you got Gary Patterson, who's who's certainly a fine coach, done some good work over the years, and 
Uh, Mike Gundy, who's had some issues this year, but he's got a good, uh, good, talented young quarterback and some players on the field. He's looking to click at least second half of the season. He wants to click going into the next year uh, for sure. So interesting game and not a whole lot on the line other than just conference uh, hierarchy there. But it should be a good game. I think Oklahoma State will play well. Um, TCU has been um, hard to predict. I mean, that, that, that TCU team that showed up against Texas, I don't know where that team came from at all. And uh, But, hey, they're here, and uh, a lot of that has to do with freshman quarterbacks. Uh, freshman quarterbacks on both sides, Duggan for TCU and, of course, uh, Sanders for OSU. So it uh, should, should be a tight one. Um, I'll take Oklahoma State, and it's weird. Yeah, and again, both teams right into this weekend's action coming off a huge wins week nine as you had TCU beating Texas by 10 points, 37-27. And then the Pokes went into Ames and walked out a victor over the number 23 Cyclones, 34-27. And now the momentum, well, could it continue on beyond this week? Well, they got to win whichever team they're at Boone Pickens this weekend. And that will wrap up your week 10 as as you get ready for next week, week 11, going to be a little bit more games going on to kind of give you a quick preview of what's coming up next weekend in Big 12 action. Matt, do you have any games circled for next weekend? Uh, no. What I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Baylor playing Oklahoma, Baylor playing uh, the University of Texas. I'm very curious about those two guys. Those, those, I, ha- I hate to say the three top teams because University of Texas is certainly at a, a lower echelon right now than Oklahoma and Baylor, but that's pretty much the next game I've got scheduled on the Big 12 slate. Uh, one of those teams, Baylor or Oklahoma, is going to win the conference, in my opinion. So that's the one I got my popcorn out for. Yeah, well, we're ready for next week because, again, this weekend is pretty lightweight. Next week includes Baylor at TCU, K-State at Texas, Texas Tech at West Virginia, Iowa State at Oklahoma. But that's next week. Right now, this week, you got K-State at Kansas and TCU in Stillwater to take on the Pokes. Matt Hermans, thank you again for your great contribution. Go out and get you some of that pumpkin spice barbecue, and we'll talk to you next week. I think I'm going to do that. I can't wait to talk to you next week, John. All right. When we come back after the break, we're going to switch over to the Atlantic Coast Conference. Some fun games going on there. And CBS Sports Digital's Jonathan Lifite is set to join us for all of that. And don't forget, college football land yet coming up as we close out this Week 10 Y'all Kickoff Show. We'll be right back with more. Stay with us. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Hey, Greg, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother's heart attack. Thanks. 
He's okay now, but it really got me thinking about my family. You know, could my wife still pay our mortgage if I had a heart problem? Or could my kids still go to college? Well, that is really scary. Yeah, you should call my life insurance agent at Health IQ. When I got life insurance for my family last year, they saved me 41% versus any other company I looked at. 41%? That's huge. Yep. Health IQ starts by shopping everyone with the top 30 life insurance carriers to make sure they can get the lowest retail rate. Then they apply their exclusive healthy lifestyle savings, which can save you up to 41%. I literally got a million dollars in coverage for my family for just $36 a month. Just $36 a month? Yep. You should check it out at healthiq.com slash easy. To save that much money, I'm going to call them right now. What's that link again? Healthiq.com slash easy? Yep. HealthIQ.com slash easy. NC State Wolfpack better get their gear in rear. Did I say that right? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just teasing with everybody. As they've got a big game on the road in Winston-Salem this weekend. We'll tell you more about that. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show. It's time now for ACC Football Talk with Jonathan Leifite of CBS Sports Digital as he comes on and gives us the whole lineup of games here in this 10th weekend of ACC football. Reminder, we've got college football lanyard coming up here in just a few minutes as we close out this the y'all kickoff show a kind of walkthrough of the weekend and getting you ready for kickoff here for this 10th weekend of college football and as we said we've got some doozies going on in the acc including that winston-salem matchup featuring nc state and their atlantic division foe the wake forest demon deacons a team ranked in the top 25 and if you look at the current standings of the acc in the atlantic division clemson with a solid six and no conference mark that's pretty impressive but jonathan they can't pop the champagne quite yet and punch their ticket to charlotte because there's still plenty of football to go especially for wake as wake only has one conference loss and sure they still have to play clemson but i guess wake forest controls their own destiny yeah, technically, and until they're uh, until they get that second loss and are beaten by Clemson, they they do control it. So if they manage to find a way, and let's remember, uh, Clemson barely beat North Carolina, and I think Wake Forest is a better team than the North Carolina. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. But uh, but uh, I, I I do think Clemson will probably end up prevailing. Well, that's a little bit ways down the road. Wake is two and one. They still got five games, all conference games less left on the season. Louisville, we mentioned what's going on with Scott Satterfield. The Cards are at three and two in conference play. Five and three. They're just one game away from being bowl eligible. Nobody saw that one coming. No, they didn't. That was a team that I, I think was picked near the bottom of the Atlantic, and uh, you know, rightfully so. Them and I think them and DC were the two two teams everybody kind of thought would uh, bring up the rear. And and look at them; they're five and three. Satterfield shows, hey, they've got some talent there. They just uh, did obviously didn't have the coaching last year. 
Jonathan, we got to give these guys a little bit of credit. The Florida State Seminoles, they're 4-4. Four and four. We thought their season was going to be kapui, and lo and behold, they've got a chance to be bowl eligible with a couple of more wins. Yeah, they're they're kind of hanging in there. They're uh, just, you know, kind of treading water a little bit. I don't think it's still the season that any of the Florida State people wanted or expected, but nonetheless, they, they are kind of trending towards bowl eligibility. BC and NC State are right there at 500. Syracuse has not won a single ACC game, and they're at three and five in AC uh, overall. And then on the coastal side, it's the Wild Coastal. We've been telling you about it all year, and I think I saw a quote from someone who said, "Well, who's going to go to Charlotte and represent the coastal?" And someone kind of was joking and said, "Anybody and everybody," which means that includes Georgia Tech with a one and three conference <laughs> mark. But I guess. The Jackets and everybody else in this Coastal Division are alive. Well, yeah, the funny part is, is I actually saw somebody uh, laid out a scenario where all seven uh, Coastal teams could conceivably end up at four and four. And if that happens, I would just die laughing uh, at, at the way, way it goes. Because um, if there's one thing that this, this the Coastal has been, it's been parity um, across the board. And if, if all of them ended up at four and four, I, I think that would just be uh, just desserts for for what's going on. And, and by the same token, they've all been you know evenly matched and whatnot, but they've also been evenly mediocre, uh, which is not good for the ACC. Yeah, we Somebody's- thought. We thought UVA was going to step up and do wonders here this year, and they've been on a little bit of a tailspin. The Cavaliers five and three, UNC and UVA are three and two, the best in the Coastal Division, but still plenty of football to go. Let's talk about some headlines coming from throughout the ACC in terms of the football side of things. And NC State is going to have a new quarterback as they're turning to redshirt freshman Devin Leary in their game this week against the Wake Forest Demon Deeks, a game against the number 23 program in the country what do we know about devin leary uh well he's a freshman and uh as you mentioned this is the third nc state quarterback now on the season and it just seems like uh they cannot seem to find a a replacement for uh for finley who ended up in the nfl and you know none of none of the quarterbacks have done the job they they started out i think it was bailey hockman um, was was the uh, was the second quarterback in, and now they're turning to to Devin Leary and uh, Dave Doran has got to find a quarterback because he seems like their team lives and dies on on that, and uh, right now he doesn't have one. All right, well, we'll find out what happens again. This is a Tobacco Road rivalry this week with Wake and NC State. The Pack going down to their third quarterback of the year with a guy that I guess Jonathan we need to be leery of. <laughs> Yeah, you could say that. At least, at least it's not Timothy Leary. No, it's Devin Leary. All right, Jonathan, let's talk about the Miami Hurricanes. They've been a little schizophrenic this year. There was recently an article put up on Bleacher Report about Manny Diaz's first season at Miami is a thorough mess. Now, he, he made a mess of it even more when we thought we could write him off by going up to Pitt and winning in dramatic form last week. But has this season been a mess for Miami f- football? Well, yeah, it has. Uh, but by, by any stretch, no matter what you do with Miami, this has not been a good season for them. And this compared to last year, I'm trying to think back what Mark Rick did last year. Uh, I mean, I think what was he seven and five or something like that, eight and four. Okay, I don't. He had an okay season. They had a lot higher expectations. They had that season, uh, you know, the year before where they had ten wins. And I think they ended up at ten and three, 
uh, and and then last year was a little disappointment, and then of course he decides, oh, you know what, I've had enough of that, and he and took off. So this has been certainly not what the Hurricanes expected. What they hoped was to continue to play defense and find an answer on the offensive side. Well, they have continued to play defense, but but they have not uh, done anything on the offensive side. And on top of that, if you look really at at what's caused their losses, it's largely been special teams. They've had. Uh, just an absolute disaster on their place kicking side. They've had missed extra points, um, you know, two missed field goals, including what would have been a game winner against Georgia Tech. Um, that one got blocked. Um, and you know, you just, the list goes on in terms of, of, of the mess that they've had on special teams. And so you know, it's been really two of the three uh, units on that team. The only unit that's done well has been the defense. Everything else has been kind of a mess for the, for the Hurricanes. Week 10 of ACC football arrived, and Jonathan, we've got a big lineup of games here on this football Saturday, and Wake Forest is going to host NC State in a game televised on ESPN. It's a noon Eastern, 11 Central kick from BB&T Field. What do you think about this one? Um, given the, that NC State has struggled to find a quarterback, and uh, as long as Jamie Newman has kind of gotten his health back, I think uh, I think Wake will will uh, will take care of uh, take care of business. And again, Devin Leary is going to be your third quarterback for the pack here, getting the start in this game at BB&T. Syracuse and the Carrier Dome has their old Big East rival, the Boston College Eagles, soaring in for a high noon Eastern 11 o'clock kick on the ACCN. Anything you want to say about that one? Yeah, I think uh, I think Boston College right now is is kind of put together an identity on offense, which is pretty typical. They've got AJ Dillon um, and Syracuse. Uh, you know, uh, ever since they lost uh, Eric Dungy, um, they just seem to have lost their mojo. And I think he was a much bigger part of their success and really the heart and soul of that team. And uh, you know, him moving on in terms of uh, you know graduation and all that kind of stuff, uh, they've just struggled all together. And I, so I like Boston College in this one. The ACC light Notre Dame Fighting Irish hosts a real ACC member in football, the Virginia Tech Hokies. This game on NBC set for a 2.30, 1.30 Central time kick on NBC. Mr. Leifind, do the Hokies have any chance against this number 16 Notre Dame Irish team, which had their you-know-what handed to them last week in Ann Arbor? Uh, Probably not, because one, it's on the road in Virginia Tech, it probably doesn't have what it takes. And two, Notre Dame's going to be kind of pissed coming off of a, that loss to uh, to Michigan. Did you see any of that game last weekend? I did, and, and Michigan just absolutely dominated them up front. I mean, it was, you know, particularly uh, the defensive line of Michigan just had their way with uh, – with Notre Dame's offensive line, it was it was quite an impressive showing, actually, by by Michigan. I was surprised. Can you see the Gobblers having a pretty good effort on their defensive line against Notre Dame's offense? Well, or vice versa, whatever way it was. Um, I I probably not. I just don't think they're that good, okay. and uh, they're not as talented as uh, as Michigan. All right. It's the wide left, wide right rivalry as Miami goes up to Doke and takes on the Florida State Seminoles, a game set for a 3.30 Tallahassee time kick on ABC. Too much uh, schizophrenia on either side of the ball to even begin to figure out which which team to pick. I mean, you know, Miami loses at home to Georgia Tech. They they lose at home, actually, to Virginia Tech. They go on the road and beat Pitt. Florida State, I mean – 
they're schizophrenic within a game. So there's no way I could, you could even think, I'm, I think about picking who's going to win this one. It's the upstate of South Carolina rivalry between Spartanburg's Wofford Terriers and Clemson, South Carolina's Clemson Tigers. The Tigers come into this game ranked number four in the country. Wofford's kind of re-identifying themselves after they tried to get away from the triple option. They're back into it on the FCS ranks this game, televised on ACCN, beginning at 4 o'clock Eastern Death Valley time. Memorial Stadium in Clemson right there along the banks of Lake Hartwell. Can the Little Terriers come pack a punch against the Tigers? Not a chance. Okay. He said it. Pitt is going to be at Atlanta as Bobby Dodd Stadium hosts this battle between the Panthers and their rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Tech had an off week last week. This game will be on ACCNX beginning at 4 o'clock. Atlanta and Waffle House time. Jeff Collins' team, they look to make it two in a row against the Pitt Panthers. Two wins in a row at least since they won before the off week at Miami. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Is is Georgia Tech improving, or did they, or did Miami just completely lay an egg? And and I, you certainly have seen some improvement on the part of Tech and uh, uh, going through the course of the season, at least from my viewpoint. And then you've also got Pitt, who's a who's a pretty good team, but finds inexplicably finds ways to lose games. Uh, you know, if they probably shouldn't over the years. That's just been a hallmark of. Uh, of playing for Pat Narduzzi. So, you know, this game could go either way. It's, it's a coastal game. It, that it, That's just the way it is. Yep. Well, Jonathan, you and I have had many discussions through the years, much to your chagrin, about uniforms. And if you don't mind, could I give the athletic department at Pittsburgh a little love? Sure thing. They have made it easier for people like me who recognize that Georgia Tech truly was gold and sort of navy blue before Pitt came on the scene in the ACC. And for the last few years, it's been pretty difficult when you see highlights and Pitt had sort of the Georgia Tech look. Well, it looks like the Panthers have gone back to the old Tony Dorsett era sort of blue that was used then along with sort of a goldish looking color, a more yellow color. And it yep. sure makes it a lot easier, Jonathan, when I'm seeing highlights, knowing that that's Pitt and not Georgia Tech or any other team that uses gold and navy. Yeah, and they also looked a lot like Notre Dame as well. So, you know, from that perspective, yeah, I like the, the old pit, uh, that particular color. I think that that's the, t- that's the color that when, when, you know, when fans think about pit and the success they've had, and they've got a very storied tradition when you go back and look, that's the color they associate it with. I'm not sure why they went to the navy and blue, but, but I like the kind of the, I guess the lighter blue with the, with the more of the yellow color. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely like that better than uh, than their, the other colors. We'll for call them. that Pitt Championship Blue because back in the 70s, that program did bring home a national championship to the banks of the Monongahela. Our fine, final ACC matchup here this weekend, week number 10 of ACC football. It's a rivalry game as the Cavaliers head into Keenan Stadium and Virginia visits North Carolina, a game set for 7.30 Chapel Hill time on ACCN. We talk about schizophrenia in the Coastal Division. Jonathan, what in the world is going to happen in this one? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. It'll be a close game, though. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. Um, the game being played in uh, Chapel Hill, I believe. So, 
Uh, probably give the, the edge to the home team, but not by much. And it wouldn't surprise me to see UVA uh, rise up and, and have a good good showing. But uh, I think UVA is going to live and die with, with Perkins' health. And if he's uh, you know having a better week and recovered a little bit from the some of the knee problems, then then they could they could pull it off. But right now, I, I like I think I like the Tar Heels in that one. And with a win, UNC will improve to five and four overall, a winning record, one game away from being bowl eligible. I don't think too many people penciled in Mac Brown to go bowling here if indeed that happens this year. No, they did not, and uh, I think they mostly I think they expected them them to get maybe three or four wins, maybe five if they got lucky. And uh, right now, they're they're trending towards bowl eligibility. And we'll just have to see if that ends up happening for UNC. Well, that's our ACC report here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Hey, we're almost done with the Y'all Kickoff Show, but hang on, we're not done yet. After the break, hang on because we've got college football lanyap as we close out this Week 10 show. We're going to look at some games going on, including SMU visiting the Memphis Tigers, and we'll also look at some FCS games going on today and this weekend that you'll be enjoying. All that right here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. And we're now introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So for a limited time only, you can own the now with free shipping on all business cards in any quantity at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
first weekend of November. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show as we close out here our Week 10 edition of the Y'all Kickoff Show. And that, the fight song of the Memphis Tigers. Tiger fans, they have college football game day in town here this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun around Bill Street as the Tigers look to pull the upset against the number 15 SMU Mustangs. More on that in just a jiffy. Right now, as we close out this Y'all Kickoff Show, here it's our college football lanyard. We're going to kind of quickly zip through a couple of different conferences, and we'll close out the show with from Dixie with Love. First off, this is not a conference lineup here, but the Liberty Flames had a tough loss at Rutgers, and Hugh Freeze's team will be in UMass this weekend with a game set for a noon Eastern 11 Central kick between the Flames and UMass. Out in Colorado Springs, it's Army and Air Force with the game televised on CBS SN. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick there between the Falcons and the Army Black Knights. That's your independent games of note here. To the American Conference we go. And here on this football weekend, we kind of started off with Navy as they played on Friday evening against UConn. You've got on this football Saturday, the Houston Cougars Cougars will be in Orlando to take on UCF in a game televised on ESPN2 set for a noon Eastern time kick. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be in New Orleans to take on the Tulane Green Wave. This is an ESPN2 kick at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Yulman Stadium time. The Cincinnati Bearcats and East Carolina get together on CBS SN. It's a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Greenville North, or 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Greenville, North Carolina kick from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And as we mentioned, the Memphis Tigers ranked number 24 in the country. SMU's number 15. The Ponies ride into the Bluff City for a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Memphis time kick from Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. This on ABC and a wonderful, wonderful matchup of these two AAC teams that, let's be honest, SMU certainly has been kind of forgotten about over the last 30 years. Memphis has kind of kind of tinkered with some some football supremacy through the years but kind of ended up not necessarily finishing out in the top 10 this year they're in the top 25 and if they win against smu the tigers and coach norvell are going to be a force going forward this a big game again college football and college game day from espn they were in memphis here this weekend for this matchup and i know if you tuned in or are tuning in you'll see plenty of coverage about these two programs smu undefeated coach sonny dykes has done wonders in dallas and this is a big game between 15th ranked smu and 24th ranked memphis on abc on this saturday evening now moving on to other conference action going on cusa the roadrunners will be playing at the sec's texas a&m aggies this is an sec network game from kyle field so for 12 Eastern, 11 Central Time. Old Dominion and FIU get together in South Florida, a game on ESPN Plus set for noon Eastern, 11 Central. The Blue Raiders of MTSU will be in the Queen City as they face off against the Charlotte 49ers from McColl Richardson Field, a 3.30 Charlotte Time kick on ESPN3. The Marshall Thundering Herd will be traveling to Rice Stadium in Houston, where the Owls await. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Houston Time kick. The UTEP Miners get to stay within the borders of the great state of Texas. They'll be going to Denton for a game against the North Texas Eagles. This game on the NFL Network set for 3.30, 2.30 Denton time 
time kick. And Florida Atlantic, they'll be going up to Bowling Green as Western Kentucky and FAU have a battle on ESPN Plus set for 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Western Kentucky time. And then maybe we'll have a shocker coming out of CUSA this weekend. The UAB Blazers, your defending CUSA champs, they're going to be going up to Rocky Top and they'll be facing off against a Tennessee team that's looked a lot better here in recent weeks. And Jeremy Pruitt's team is on a little bit of a hot streak. And this game set on ESPNU at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock UAB Birmingham time. But this is in Knoxville where this one's taking place along the banks of the Tennessee River at Neyland Stadium. UAB, I think it was about what, six years ago, they went up to Tennessee and played an early season game. It was one of those early games, bright sunlight, and they should have absolutely beat Tennessee in that one. I think they lost in overtime, maybe. That's been several years. But Tennessee's football fortunes have not exactly improved since several years back. And now UAB returns to the scene of the crime. This time, <laughs> they got something to prove. And they actually might be able to, to walk out of there with a win, sort of like BYU did and plenty of other teams. Although South Carolina sure couldn't beat Tennessee last week. Again, to Coach Pruitt's credit, this team is marching a little bit closer to bowl eligibility, and they really, really need this win against the Blazers here. This is a 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time kick. Now to Sunbelt Fun. Sunbelt Fun Belt, that's what they call it. Had the early start to the weekend with Georgia Southern at number 20, Appalachian State. Only three games on the Sunbelt ledger here on this football Saturday. The Trojans of Troy will be going to Conway, South Carolina, as Brooks Stadium hosts this battle between the Trojans and the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. This game, digital, it's on ESPN3, set for 3 o'clock Myrtle Beach time. Arkansas State will be at Louisiana Monroe as Malone Stadium hosts this contest on ESPNU. It's set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30, 2.30 Monroe, Louisiana time. And finally, in Sunbelt Games, you've got the Texas State Bobcats at the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. This is an ESPN Plus broadcast at 5 Eastern, 4 o'clock Lafayette time, all from Cajun Field. Those are your Sunbelt contests here, again, on this 10th weekend of college football now we will move over to the fcs side of things and we've got a handful of games going on in fcs one double a football to let you know about first off it's the battle of the sort of pioneer teams in the sunshine state the stetson hatters will be going up to jacksonville with the dolphins and the hatters have a contest set for one o'clock eastern high noon between again these two programs do actually don't give scholarships great football and great universities but they are not into the scholarship business which you have to wonder how the hold news the news that came out this week about the ncaa allowing players to get money for their likeness and make more money how that affects these type of programs who don't even give scholarships sort of like the ivy league doesn't give scholarships but the hatters and ju one o'clock Eastern from Duval County. To the MEAC we go, and the Aggies of North Carolina A&T will be going down to O.C. Dawson Stadium in Orangeburg, where the South Carolina State Bulldogs and North Carolina A&T have a game set for ESPN3. 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 Central for these two teams. The VMI Kedats are marching toward at least a winning record, possibly in the Southern Conference, possibly even a playoff berth, which would be, to my knowledge, the first time VMI would have ever been picked to go to the postseason. 
But we're still a couple of games away from that. We don't want to jinx the Lexington-based military school, VMI, there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. But VMI has a winnable game here this weekend as Western Carolina storms into Alumni Stadium. This is a 1.30 p.m. kick on ESPN Plus, 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 Central Time between the Catamounts of Western Carolina and VMI and some great Southern Conference action going on here on this football Saturday. To the CAA ranks... And the Blue Hens of Delaware will be going to Towson as the Tigers await. This is a 2 o'clock Eastern, 1, 1 o'clock Central time kick between these two neighbors there from Maryland and the state of Virginia. In Southern Conference action also this weekend, you've got the battle of some of the leaders of that conference, the Furman Paladins and the Chattanooga Mocs. In fact, earlier in this show, we heard General Gridiron give the prediction of this game. If you haven't heard it, we encourage you to go to our archives and listen to General Gridiron's prediction of Furman and chattanooga but the paladins and the mocks get together at two o'clock p.m finley stadium time there in the shadows of lookout mountain this game on espn plus in the ovc the tennessee tech golden eagles will be going westward to murray as murray state hosts this battle set for two o'clock eastern one o'clock in western kentucky time a game televised on espn plus now to the big south we go and the first time that i know of that these two teams are getting together on the gridiron it's the una lions of north alabama that is hosting the camels the fighting camels of campbell out of Bowie creek north carolina a fun matchup lions and camels get together in florence alabama 2 30 is the time eastern 1 30 florence alabama time kick between campbell and the una lions another game going in the ovc this weekend the gamecocks of jacksonville state will be headed to west tennessee as ut martin these are some of your leaders now in ovc football these two get together at three two central time on espn plus worth the watch jacksonville state not quite the supreme team here in 2019 and ut martin a much improved team so the skyhawks and the gamecocks one of your best teams best games going on here in this this 10th weekend of fcs football now quickly some other games going on in the swack alabama a&m will be going down to baton rouge as southern awaits this is a five o'clock eastern four o'clock baton rouge time kick on espn three in the southland conference northwestern state and mcneese have a battle of louisiana schools set for five eastern four o'clock on espn plus also out of the southland conference the stephen f austin lumberjacks will be going to hammond as the southeastern louisiana Louisiana Lions host them a 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock kick on ESPN+. And our final FCS game of note going on this weekend in Macon at Five Star Stadium, the Mercer Bears and the Sanford Bulldogs tangle at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock on Central Time on ESPN+. And that is your lineup of some of the FCS plus your other conferences of the group of five schools here in our college football lanyard. And that will put a wrap here on this first week end of november also known as week 10 of college football of the y'all kickoff show i'm john rawl have a great weekend bundle up if you're going to be going outside it's going to be cold where you are maybe take some rain gear follow the rules and we'll be right back here next weekend with a look at the 11th week of college football until that time have a great one and the y'all kickoff show sure thanks you for listening from dixie with love will take us to kickoff
I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. And we're now introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So for a limited time only, you can own the now with free shipping on all business cards in any quantity at vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.